It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. The Home Depot, with more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts. Piedmont Healthcare and Ford. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. one nil win for Atlanta United over Inter-Miami tonight. It's three enormous points for the five stripes because it puts them over the playoff line in the east on the live table. And now uh, a home playoff match, an opportunity to host a home match in the first round is very much on the table for Atlanta United. They're only one point out of third on the live table. Now, a lot can still happen tonight. I want to reiterate that. New York City is the team in play for third right now. They're only at halftime in Chicago, and they are scoreless. Uh, the helpful scoreline so far for Atlanta United, New England leading at Nashville 3-1 late. That would be good. Uh, Nashville leading Orlando 1-0 in the 32nd minute, so Orlando would fall below Atlanta United uh, but D.C. and Philadelphia would still remain ahead of Atlanta United based on the way their matches are going. We're going to keep an eye on all of this during the full-time report. But the big story tonight, Jason, Atlanta United, scoreline probably a little bit unfriendly to them based on how they dominated this match. But uh, Inter-Miami certainly made this challenging for Atlanta United tonight. And finally, they were able to get the breakthrough 10 minutes from full time, drawing a penalty and having Joseph converting from the spot. When we look back at this, when the season is over, we won't remember the, the struggle that happened tonight. We won't remember how difficult it was. We'll just see the scoreline. We'll see Joseph Martinez. We'll remember the 100th goal. That'll really be what we take away from it. I, I hope that that suffering that Atlanta United had to go through tonight isn't lost in the shuffle because it will serve them very, very well as you get later in the season and as you get into the postseason where the games get tighter. There's not as many goal-scoring opportunities. There's just not as many goals. Atlanta will have to win games like this. This was something that is the big difference from what we saw on Saturday. Another tight game, another difficult game in Philadelphia where it didn't feel like Atlanta was going to be able to find the breakthrough no matter how it would come. Tonight, it did feel like they were going to find the breakthrough. They ultimately get it in a way that we didn't necessarily expect. It's from the penalty spot. But they didn't look like they were going to fold at any point. They didn't look like they were going to get caught at any point. That's a sign of a team with that fight in them, that dog in them, as our friend Randy McMichael would say. <laughs> you need that. When you get later in the season, this team is going to need that again. Felt like a playoff game. Yeah. Really, really did. And that's, by the way, I think a credit to Inter-Miami. Um, it is, in my opinion, a little bit unfortunate that the officiating tonight did not rise to the level of play in this match. But we're not going to dwell too much on that because Atlanta United got the result. Uh, it was bad. It was, it was bad both ways. Both ways. I want to be very yeah, clear about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it was bad. It was bad, and Miami was frustrated too, but it was bad mostly in one way. Fortune, Ezekiel yeah. Barco would argue with the both oh, ways uh, comment. Yeah, that, no, that's, a, that's an absolutely great point. In fact, I think based on fouls drawn, set pieces created, you could make an argument for Ezekiel to be the man of the match. Yeah, you could. But how could it not be Joseph on a night where he scores his 100th goal across all competitions for Atlanta United? Joseph, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Uh, Joseph I also had six shots tonight, two of them on target, two of them were blocked. He also had a key pass. It's an unusual night for Joseph. Spent a lot of time out of the box, maybe dropping um, at times a, a little closer to the midfield than maybe I would anticipate. Uh, but once Leandro had the handball in the area, there was absolutely no doubt that Joseph was going to go to the spot. Yeah, I, I want to come back to Joseph because I want to talk about what Joseph has, has done here in his career. What he did tonight was important. He started to get into the box a little bit more at the end. It's not so much the, the dropping into the midfield. It was not finding the run into the 18 afterwards. That was what Iguain was doing all night. 
And Joseph wasn't finding it until very the very end. I wonder if the moment was, was really big and he was kind of feeling that pressure a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about some of the other guys as well, and then we're going to talk about Joseph. Barco, amazing tonight. Amazing 11-17 duels he won. He was fouled. I don't know how many times he was actually fouled and how many times it was actually called. He was fouled six times when the whistle blew. He's probably fouled another four or five times on top of that. Barco was uh, outstanding tonight. Alan Franco was absolutely outstanding tonight. Jumping into passing lanes, only had one, one incomplete pass all night long. Alan Franco has been on a roll lately. Anton Walks, really good. Miles Robinson, really good. Gonzalo Higuain can't get a shot on goal. I thought Sosa had a great first half, a little bit more difficult in the second half. So many good performances, but it's Joseph's night. It, it has to be. He does something that, that nobody has done faster than him with one team getting to 100 goals in all competitions. He is the best striker Major League Soccer has ever seen in this time frame. Nobody has done what he's done in this kind of a time frame. There's been great players in this league who've had some great years. There's been great players in this league who have had great careers. Nobody's done what Joseph has done in this kind of a time frame and nobody saw it coming yeah that's the thing is joseph martinez was a late signing in preseason in 2017 he had played on the wing at torino nobody knew what was going to happen we thought he might be playing out wide with kenwin jones up top and tata martino saw that joseph doesn't look like the prototypical striker but can play it and then he has the breakout game in Minnesota. Game two, wearing the shirt in a game that matters. And from then on, it has been Joseph Martinez's city as much as, as any other athlete in this town. Well, I mean, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking about this. Like, who could you really compare Joseph and his impact to uh, with Atlanta's other professional sports teams, whether it be the Braves, the Hawks, Falcons, Flames, Thrashers? You think about Dominique Wilkins. You think about Hank Aaron. You think about Steve Bartkowski, uh, Matt Ryan. Trey Young, I think, will be in that discussion eventually. Yep. Uh, Joseph belongs in that group. I, I, and honestly, one name that continues to come to mind with me when we talk about Joseph is Deion Sanders, someone who not only was uh, a very effective player for the Atlanta Falcons, someone who played with a tremendous amount of confidence and swagger, like Joseph Martinez, but someone who also, I think, kind of transcended sports and became a very, very important cultural figure in the city of Atlanta, and that's what Joseph seems to be to me. Yeah, he's – that's the, – the especially the cultural part is really valid. Um, on the field, I don't think there's anybody outside of Greg Maddox. I, I really don't. And and what Maddox did in, in his first five years in Atlanta was incredible. Um he won a title. Joseph won a title. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the comparison. It gets hard for some of the other guys because they don't have that ring. Joseph does. And, and I think in this sport with a brand-new team, what Joseph has done, coming here, speaking a little bit of English, not comfortable to do it, didn't want to, to open that up early on. Now he's doing that. To become an icon, you go out to a soccer field in the city of Atlanta – go out to a soccer field in the state of Georgia, you're going to find an Atlanta United number seven Joseph Martinez shirt on that field somewhere. Joseph Martinez is that guy that soccer in Atlanta has always, always needed because he has put Atlanta on his back like I don't really think any other athlete in this city has ever done. Won this city a championship, too, which, as you said, is very, very, very significant. First championship for this city in 23 years. And tonight he scores his 100th goal with Atlanta United, the fastest MLS player to get from 0 to 100 with one club. So, Joseph, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. This is total domination, folks, 19-7. to 7. The shots, Atlanta United, Inter-Miami did not put a shot on target tonight. Atlanta United had seven. Key passes, 13-5, Atlanta. Possession, 62-38, Atlanta. Expected goals, 2.7 to 0.8, Atlanta. Corners taken, 8-4, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta United, how about this, passed at 90%. 
They were at 93% in the first half. They won 54% of the duels. Miami fouled 13 times. Atlanta fouled 10. Could probably easily double that total for both teams. But uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? The uh, statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Uh, I am quite sure we're going to hear from Gonzalo Pineda and Joseph Martinez. You'll hear the highlights of this match right after this as well. As Atlanta United defeats Inter-Miami tonight 1-0 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right, uh, ending the commercial break uh, early because Gonzalo Pineda, whose team beat Inter-Miami tonight 1-0, has arrived at the podium downstairs, I think. Uh, and in a moment, Yelling at his here he is. And show a little bit how we need to attack. So I would say it's very important, but uh, I would like to say that even when Joseph is out of in international, when Joseph is out of the lineup, I would like also the team to win. And I prepare the team, no matter who's in, who's out, to win. So in some senses, yes, it's very important, but uh, I would prefer if no matter who's on the field, we, we still have a solid performance. Did you ever consider taking him out uh, tonight, knowing that you got Montreal on Saturday? And there's still games to be played. Yeah, I had that in my mind. Uh, actually, I asked Joseph. I have a good good communication with him, so he knows that at any moment he feels something, I, I can pull him out. I mean, I'm, I'm here to help Joseph to, to get fit and to perform at a high level all the time. So uh, I decided at the end it was a good moment because uh, he was tired and also he can receive all the love from the fans in that special moment for him. Coach, it felt like during the week that Joseph may not play or, or may play sparingly leading up to this match. You mentioned that he may manage his minutes, um, but he almost played nine. Was, was that a result of, was he feeling it, or was the team not finding perhaps the creation, the chance creation that you were expecting? Well, <laughs> it's a very good question. I think that uh, when I said we need to manage the minutes of Joseph, I wasn't talking just about this game. I was talking in general. Yes, this game, if things were going probably better at halftime and we have a, a, a better score line, maybe I can take Joseph off just to, to take some legs out of him. But uh, as I said to you guys, Joseph is a warrior. He's someone that is going to do everything for this club, and he's going to play in one leg if he has to. I know Joseph, and he has that big heart. So it's my job to make sure that he plays with both legs so he's more efficient. But, uh, but I think uh, he, he, he's going to do whatever, whatever he needs to do to, to make sure the team wins. And what was the decision behind replacing Mar Marcelino? With yes. What was the decision making there? And then, what were you happy with Luis Araujo tonight? Was, was was he was he hurting? Was he not fit? Was he not sharp? Well, I would start I would start to say that assessing individual performances, you have to take that in context of the game. So, in the context of the game, I probably put um, Marcelino. I'm reflecting on on maybe I put him in a bad position because he had to start the sequences from a deeper position, and obviously uh, he was trying to do more on the attacking half. At times, that disorganized a little bit the team because he was in higher positions, and then Barco and Luis Araujo were not receiving the ball in those spaces. So I had to make an adjustment just based on I needed more solid pair of center mids to attract the opposition and then create a space for Luis Araujo and Barco. It wasn't like I feel like Marcelino played poorly. He played normal Marcelino, but tactically I needed a, more of a second center mid. Uh, and then if I was pleased with Araujo, again, the same. It was a tough position for him because uh, he couldn't find really the pockets of the space that I always want to. But I felt that he was in tune in the game. He was trying. He was trying very hard. He was tracking back, which I like. So I'm happy with him in, in the effort line. And I know the football and the connections is going to come with time. I told you, he's still adapting a little bit to the league, knowing different type of players uh, and, and playing with his teammates. So I'm sure Araujo is progressing well. I'm happy with his progression. And, and hopefully, he can impact the game in the offensive side a bit more the next game. Gonzalo, the, the team, even without the penalty, created nearly two expected goals during the game. And so I'm just kind of curious how, how happy you were, especially with, in the second half, the way the team was just able to keep applying the pressure to the point where eventually you got, you know, Miami kind of broke there. Yeah, based on, on the stats that we have, we have uh, expected goals of 2.71 against 
0.76. So I felt that, yes, we created uh, enough chances to probably impact the game earlier. But the games are like that. And I think Miami did a very good job. He was very solid. I was impressed with their build-up from goal kicks. He, he did a very good job in the first couple minutes. They surprised us a little bit. And then their transitions were very difficult. When, when, when Higuain was dropping in between the lines, he was causing us problems. And so it wasn't an easy game to play. But uh, the part that I liked was when they were in a solid lower block, we were able to unlock certain things based on good possession and movement of the ball, especially, as you said, in the second half. A couple transitions were also a good way to, to impact, but uh, probably it was destiny that it had to be Joseph with a penalty to <laughs> score his 100th goal and then, and then help us to win as a team. As a play-by-play -play announcer, I also want to thank Leandro Gonzalez-Pierez for <laughs> putting Joseph at the penalty spot for his 100th goal because it gives us just an extra second to uh, process and prepare for what is about to happen. You're going to hear Joseph's 100th goal when we come back. You might hear from Joseph himself as well as we continue on the full-time report. 1-0 Atlanta United over Inter-Miami on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm going to tell you something. 
This Jay, is going to need some J setup. Jason and I have been waiting for two years <laughs> to do a full-time report after a Miami win because this is one of the most fun, diverse music cities maybe in the world. So why this? All right, this is Gloria Stefan. Welcome back, by the way. Atlanta United defeats Inter-Miami 1-0. You're going to hear the Joseph 100th goal in a moment. Uh, why this? Gloria Stefan, obviously from Miami, pr probably – you know, on the Mount Rushmore of singers, entertainers from South Florida, she's got to be on it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. 100%. So that song, Reach, was one of the official anthems of the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Mm -hmm. So who better to link Atlanta and Miami here on the full-time report than Gloria Stefan with this song? Um I mean, you know, after we, we, Montreal wins, we've done Power of the Dream with Celine Dion. So, yeah. you know, this is the Miami version. It is a callback. I mean, if we wanted to link the two, we could have went Pitbull and Little John. But, you know. Oh, I love this. It, no, no, it, this it, is still, good Turn stuff. it up. Turn it up. <laughs> I mean, it, this brings tears to my eyes. Mike is in his bag today. No, I'm thinking of the closing ceremonies. She performed this live at the closing yep. ceremony at what is now Center Park Stadium. Uh, just down the street. Beautiful anthem encapsulating a very underrated Olympics. Um, Better than most exceptional, that's for sure. Juan Antonio Samaranch. Don't get me. Even Miller Popes have said it out there. <laughs> Ted Uncle and Juan Antonio Samaranch are on my list. They are not most exceptional. <laughs> no, they, again, very unfortunate tonight that the officiating was not up to the level of, of this match. Really a playoff atmosphere. Uh, we're going to hear from Joseph here, I believe, in just a moment. Gonzalo Pineda has gotten up downstairs. So before we get to the highlights, I just want to make especially sure that we are not going to miss uh, any remarks from Joseph. If you're just joining us, well, actually, we're going to hear from Brad Guzan first. So uh, here's the polar bear with a very easy, I guess, zero save clean sheet tonight, his eighth of the year. All righty, Brad good. You were, in your words, uh, pissed off after the last game. How are you after this performance and this result? Yeah, I mean, obviously the result helps, right? But I think, uh, and the manager probably touched on it a little bit in terms of the performance, and it wasn't pretty at times. The first half we had to, we had to weather some storms, um, obviously make some changes at halftime, and, and then the second half, um, I, I don't think they really had any, any real sniff at goal. Um, and so that was... That was pleasing to see in terms of our adjustments, but also our our commitment, our attitude. Um, you know, obviously, listen, everyone's going to talk about Joe's 100th goal, but if you remember, there was a play they had a throw in down by our corner flag. The ball bounces around this or that. He comes and defends at the top of the box off the corner to, to my left-hand side, um, ends up winning the ball plays the ball forward, I think, or gets fought, whatever it is. But, like, that's a, for me, that is a massive moment in the game. Um, and that shows the type of commitment that not only he had, but, but everybody had in, in terms of understanding what this game was about, understanding it didn't matter how we got it done. We just had to come away with three points, and, and we did that. Brad, I wanted to ask you about your center backs because you mentioned it in that second half. It was just like they had to go in their pocket and like there, it kind of gave Atlanta a platform to go ahead and attack from there. Just how nice is it to have guys with the kind of speed and physicality that those guys have? Yeah, I mean, I think you saw that in the first half, the, the ability of Miles, Allen, uh, Allen's savviness and experience to be able to read situations, read plays, and you know, not get too tight to him and then at the right moment step in and win the ball and, and, and the striker is kind of looking like, where did he come from? Um, you know, and, the, and same thing with Anton. Anton running down, you know, balls played in behind, uh, down down the sides, and um, those guys were were great. Uh, and and still, you know, there's still moments where we can be better, of course. Um, but uh, with with that being said, um, it's nice to to have athletic center backs that can see the game, can read the game, and, and ultimately put out the fire. Brett, um, if you remember, twenty eighteen. Joseph took this league, took the city, just like owned everything, right? Uh, 2019, in the struggles, he still scores. He's good. He went on like a crazy 15-game scoring streak. If you fast forward today, how has his impact changed? Like, how has his just Joseph Martinez changed his club, the city, and the league? Uh, I mean, they're probably all penalties, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
No, listen, it, it, the, the thing that Joe brings that you guys don't see, I mean, you guys see it a little bit, right, in games. Um, but the thing that, besides his goals, because I've always said goals change games, but the thing that he brings is his, his commitment and his intensity and, and his desire to win. You can't teach that. You can't teach somebody to, to want to win. They either have it or they don't. And he has it in, in, in so much excess of it in terms of just his ability of wanting to win. Um, you know, in the locker room, gave a little speech. Uh, I'm sure you guys will see that on the website behind the scenes. But um, he gave a little speech and, and you know, he, he says, oh, sometimes my character and this and that. And it's like, that, that's who he is. And, and I wouldn't want it any other way because without him, um, you know, you, you, you lose that spark on the other side of the field. And, and so, you know, I couldn't be more happy for him. I, I couldn't, uh, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Uh, and, I, and I say that genuinely because he, he truly cares about this club. He cares about this city. Um, and, you know, when you see his reaction after the game, after the goal, uh, I think that speaks volumes. And so, um, you know, what he's done for, for us as a club, as, as a city, uh, uh, in terms of the league, um, it's his desire to want to win. And, and like I said, you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. And he makes other guys around him better. Strong words from the team captain, Brad Guzan. And again, Brad gets his uh, eighth clean sheet of the year tonight, making zero saves to do so, but still a clean sheet. And uh, for every Atlanta United clean sheet, this year they donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta with tonight's clean sheet. It's another $2,000 donation for a total of $16,000 on the year. There really was only one highlight tonight. Leandro Gonzalo Perez with a handball in the penalty area. The penalty awarded by Ted Uncle. Here is Joseph Martinez's 100th goal with Atlanta United. The hot play of the match brought to you by Scana. Joseph Martinez, 99 career goals across all competitions for Atlanta United. In a scoreless match in the 77th minute, he has a chance not only at his 100th career goal, but to put Atlanta United out in front. Joseph stands over the ball with hands on hips as Atlanta United attacks the goal to our left. Marsman has made one penalty save this year. He stands behind the end line and now puts his boots on the line. Uncle blows his whistle. Here's Joseph up to the left. Now approaches the ball and strikes it and scores! 100 for Joseph Martinez! Build the statue with 100 gallons of gold. Joseph Martinez, the fastest player in MLS history to go from zero to 100 goals with one club. And more importantly, he's put Atlanta United in the lead. And a lot of Joseph trademarks on that penalty. Kind of that similar wind-up. A little bit slow to the ball, trying to make the goalkeeper react by taking that false step uh, and then just kind of pitching it into the net. Nothing fancy, but Joseph gives Atlanta United the 1-0 lead, and they end up winning 1-0. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. I don't want to downplay, though, Jason, the sequence that created the penalty because – it was really down the left channel, George Bellow attacking Lewis Morgan most of the night where Atlanta United was really trying to create their opportunities. Anton Walks was also very much involved uh, in that buildup for much of the night. But I, I don't want to uh, overlook the sequence that created the penalty because that also was very important. Well, no, it's a masterstroke from Gonzalo Pineda. And, and this is something that we haven't talked about yet. He makes the, the change to go from three center backs to two, which we were expecting as Atlanta needed to go find that goal. And he brings on Jake Mulraney. And, and Bello versus Morgan. Bello had the better of it, but didn't get the opportunity out of it that Atlanta was looking for. He got help from Mulraney. And, and the two of them going at Morgan did two things. It kept Morgan from getting forward as much where he was dangerous in the first half. And it forced him back to defend. He can't defend two. He's really not an outside back. He's a winger who's playing as a wing back right now. And when he gets beat, it does what we talked about coming into this game that Atlanta wanted to do. Pull 
the center backs out. Make them come out and defend. Leandro Gonzalez, Perez, Christian McCoon, Kelvin Leardam, not comfortable defending out in space. Actually, if Leardam had been there, he would have been a lot more comfortable than Leandro Gonzalez Perez. But you get him out in space, you're able to put in a cross. His arms away from his body, it's a penalty. It's also really cool to me to see the genuine emotion on the part of Joseph Martinez after he scored. Uh, he was given a, a, a kit that had Martinez and 100 on the back. In fact, so many things about the sequence were fitting. Uh, it came at the end of the stadium where the supporters stand, which I thought was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, it, again, came on a penalty created by Leandro Gonzalez-Pierres. I, I don't think I'll ever get over that. Uh, but it was really neat to see Joseph's genuine emotion. He's someone who's spoken openly about the complicated rehab he had from the ACL injury. Uh, he thought at one point relatively recently he was done with football. He would never be able to play again. Uh, and here now, you know, with seven matches to go, he's got ten goals on the season. I, I would not put it past Joseph to have a 15-plus goal season when it's all said and done. No, he's got that possibility, and it's going to be vital for Atlanta United to achieve the things that Look, as much as Joseph enjoys these kinds of numbers and stats and goals, he enjoys winning more than anything else. And I think that's the element that makes him special. You heard Brad Gazan talk about it. You know, it was something that, that we noticed in the game and talked about at the end right before he subbed out. He makes a big defensive play and plays it down the line for Mulraney to run onto. He does those things as well. Um, at times you want him to be in the 18 more. I was calling for it in the game. I, I wanted him to, to get into those positions. But Joseph Martinez is becoming, I think, a real like thinking man's number nine because he's not one-dimensional like he kind of was when he first got here, a winger turned into a nine. He'll drop into the midfield. His passing percentage this season is near 90%. That's incredibly high for a forward and it's not all simple passes either he's playing long passes he's switching the point of attack he can defend he's vital defending on corners and on free kicks he, he does a little bit of everything and I think what that's starting to do is open up more opportunities for other players as well Araujo's gonna take advantage of those I think he's still finding his footing Barco obviously has taken advantage of that this year Moreno has as well it's more of a complete attack rather than being a one-man attack. And that's a credit to Joseph Martinez's desire to win. And, and uh, just to clarify, Joseph playing outside the 18, is that Joseph's feel for where he needs to be, or do you think that's something tactical on the part of Pineda? Well, it's not Pineda because we saw it under Heinze. We, we saw it under DeBoer. Good point. Um, it really started with, with Frank DeBoer where Joseph Martinez got more involved in those aspects of play. Um, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. that. That's not a bad thing. I mean, we talked about Gonzalo Higuain tonight. Higuain does that consistently, maybe you know too much at times. People complain about him playing as a 10 rather than a 9. What wasn't happening was what started to happen at the end. When Joseph Martinez drops in and, and wins the ball and then tries to play it off and he generally completes that pass and gets it out wide, at times the timing hasn't been there this season of Joseph arriving in the 18 when the play and the ball is arriving in the 18. Either he's hanging back or the cross doesn't happen when he makes the run. If that timing gets worked out, that is incredibly hard for a defense to pick up because it's not a stationary target. It is a moving target and a perfectly timed target. That timing wasn't there tonight consistently. When it comes, and we've, we've seen it in the last couple of games Joseph's played, where it's felt like he's getting on the end of things more. When that really gets in sync, this offense will find another level that's even better than it's been lately, which has been pretty productive. All right. I, I, I want to hang in just for a moment uh, because Brad Guzan has finished his media availability, and uh, the indication I have is that Joseph Martinez will be next, and clearly we don't want to miss any of that on a night like this. So uh, I, I just want to make doubly sure before we go to break that we don't miss anything from Joseph, so we're going to stick here at the stadium for a moment. Now, elsewhere around the league, here's the good news for Atlanta United. Montreal lost to New England tonight 4-1. Red Bulls pulled back a goal to get a draw against Philadelphia. That's excellent. Nashville continuing to lead Orlando in the second half, 1-0.
Very good for Atlanta United. The only result outside of here in Atlanta that went against Atlanta United tonight was D.C. defeating Minnesota 3-1. D.C. is now third in the East, if you can believe that. But they're only one point ahead of Atlanta United. This is the shock. In Bridgeview, Chicago Fire lead New York City 2-0, five minutes to full time there. New York City had a, a, a goal pulled back by VAR after they went down 2-0. And uh, I think there's a lot of serious questions now about the Pigeons, who have been very much out of form over the last couple weeks. This, the door is absolutely wide open now for Atlanta United to host a first-round playoff game. They're only one point out of third right now. It's going to be a scramble, but they're in a very good position. Yeah, the door's open for a lot of teams right now. Um, one team that looks like they can't find the doorknob is Orlando, but we'll talk about them later. NYC, it, it's been shocking to watch this because this is a talented team, and Chicago has been really bad as of late. And Chicago's playing them off the park. Chicago has a 2-0 lead in the 86th minute. Uh, NYC, there's a lot of questions about Ronnie Dyler right now. There's going to be some questions about Adrian Heath, I think, as well in Minnesota, where D.C. ran them off the field with a big 3-1 win. It's going to go down to the wire. I think decision day will absolutely matter for where the Eastern Conference will finish up, not just seeding, but who gets in and who misses out. All right, uh, Joseph not at the podium yet. We're going to take a break. When Joseph steps up to the podium, we'll come out of the break and bring you as much of his comments as we can after he scores his 100th career goal with Atlanta United tonight. Atlanta United wins 1-0 over Inter-Miami. The full-time report continues in a moment on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at the Benz, here's Joseph Martinez. I want to say thank you for uh, my teammates. Uh, they are here, and, uh, and the players that was here before, and uh, everyone working in Atlanta United, yeah, also for my city because they mean me a lot. And uh, Bray, they touch me before the game. <laughs> yeah, that's my good guy. It's, it's a good guy. It's a, um, I love him a lot, so I appreciate him. And of the 100, do you have a favorite? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's. Uh, I think the first one is the most important. If he's been able to recognize the impact he's had on the city, the club, the league. Uy, Felipe, no sé. Um, espero algún día. Eh, Porque sé que esto va a terminar pronto. Espero que algún día se, se recuerde como, como una persona que quiso dar lo mejor posible por el club, por una ciudad, por unos colores. Eh, creo que eso es lo que me hace más importante. Eh, este club para mí es mucho más importante que cualquier otro. Eh, la ciudad y este estadio. Entonces ellos me dieron mucho amor cuando más lo necesitaba, cuando la pasé muy mal y, y creo que que yo soy una parte de ellos y una parte de mí y mi corazón es de este, de este club y yo solamente quiero agradecerle a cada uno de ustedes a, a cada una de las personas que han venido acompañando durante cinco años eh, la institución y bueno, eh, quiero llegar a 200 uh, one day, hopefully, people will remember me as someone who gave absolutely everything for the shirt, everything for the colors. Um, you know, this club means more to me than any other club. Um, and my heart belongs to this club. And, you know, I've had a lot of experiences here. Um, so it, uh, I'm a part of this club, and, and the city and, um, and the club have, have become a part of me. Uh, and it means a lot to me. Joseph, felicidades. Sin goles. Lo hablamos hace unos días atrás, contento, te vi muy emocionado, te vi muy emocionado, ¿qué pasó por tu mente en ese momento? ¿Qué pasaba por tu mente? Eh, eh, ¿Se te salieron las lágrimas? Eh, ¿Qué has pensado alguna vez cuando llegaste a la planta de Unaria hace unos años atrás? ¿Pensaste en todo esto, que todo esto pasaría alguna vez? What went through his mind and if when he came here he thought that all of this could be possible? Eh, es difícil, ¿no? 
It's really difficult. Es difícil, ¿no? Porque, como lo dije la última vez que estuve acá sentado, hace seis meses no tenía ganas de seguir jugando. Hace unos días, eh, una de las personas que hizo posible Ready Fruit eh, fue a otra vida. Muchas, eh, muchos días, muchos, muchos días de sufrimiento. Eh, toda la noche pensando en si se si iba a dar posible eh, llegar a 100, porque no todos los días, como lo acabo de decir, no se llega todos los días a 100. Y más en un club. Pero yo... Yo juego este fútbol con pasión, yo juego esto por amor, no juego esto por dinero ni por nada en lo específico, solamente por ganar. Y tengo muchas cosas en la cabeza, la verdad que sí, pero yo lo comparto con ustedes, lo comparto con, lo compartí con los compañeros dentro, porque ellos son los que hacen esto posible. It's difficult because, as I told you guys, the last time I was sitting here, uh, sitting here six months ago, I didn't know if if this will be possible again. Um, and a couple of days ago, Freddie Fu passed away. He's one of the people who made it possible for me to be back here. Um, and But I, I play the game because I love to win, uh, not for the money or for anything else. Um, I'm, I play to win. I'm really grateful um, to, to be able to have this opportunity. Que olvidado. Dame, no es que dame un chance en, en el. Manolo, ¿y este? Es duro. Es y nada, duro. Eh, contento por usted y por todo lo porque, Dame una pausa. Porque quiero agradecerle también a, a ellos y a la, al equipo por, por compartir este momento. And I'm really grateful for, for all of you guys here and, and everyone with the team and to be able to share this moment. All right, a clearly emotional Joseph Martinez after scoring his 100th goal for Atlanta United tonight. It was the only goal of the match. 1-0 Atlanta United over Inter-Miami. We'll take your comments on Twitter after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. South Florida here on the full-time report Atlanta United 1-0 over Inter-Miami on Sports Radio 92.9 again why'd you pick this one throwback I mean Miami base come on like, well, I know it's a great throwback but I mean we could choose literally thousands of songs does this one have a particularly special meaning to you no I never had a car that went boom <laughs> I'll tell you what quick story uh, I was running errands with Leanne and our dog Clark on Sunday and uh, we're at 285 and La Vista, and a car backfired. And I, I, I've never heard a car backfire that loudly. The car literally went boom. <laughs> and, like, I drove halfway off the road. I, I, I thought I was literally going to go over the, the rail onto 285. <laughs> So that car went boom, and you almost did the game solo tonight uh, as a result. But, uh, that's a whole different kind of boom than El Trim was talking about. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about <laughs> it. All right, uh, quickly, let's get to your questions and comments on Twitter uh, before we run out of time. David says, Atlanta was first to most 50-50 balls tonight. The effort was huge. Franco tracking back to dispossess Higuain in the 71st minute was a huge hit and play in this match. Yeah, Franco, uh, I, I hope that some of the initial concerns about Alan Franco and, and what he would be here in Atlanta – have completely been washed away by his play uh, as of late. And that's what makes the, the lineup a really difficult decision for Gonzalo Pineda because these three center backs have all been so good and it gives so much security, 
but it does open up space in other parts of the field to have three center backs. I think Pineda is really walking that line as well as he possibly can. But when Franco is playing this way, he has to be on the field along with Walks and along with Miles Robinson. Pat Richards wants to know, where does Joseph compare to the great players in MLS history? Um, he's not done, so it, it's kind of hard to have that comparison with somebody like Jaime Moreno uh, from Bolivia with D.C. United and, and winning so many trophies and scoring so many goals over a long career. But to compare what Joseph has done in his time in the league to anybody else in the league, there's no comparison. He's been the best striker to come into MLS ever and to do what he's done and score 100 goals in all competitions faster than anybody else and to do it all with one club as well there's just nobody to compare him to in that kind of a time frame we'll be able to look back on it when his time is done which hopefully will be a long time from now but in a five-year time frame there's nobody who has come into this league and has been at the level that joseph has been at JB asks, did I count four different formations played tonight? If they stay fluid and proficient in multiple formations, they're nearly impossible to figure out. You know me. Uh, formations and, and talking about it is a trigger for me. Um, I, I don't get too nitpicky on, on like how many different versions of four in the back or, or three in the back that they played. Really, the important element is they started with three center backs, they shifted away from that to play with two because they wanted to get another attacking player on. They wanted to change the spacing a little bit. They got the goal. Pineda went back to three center backs at that point to see the game out. To go back and forth just from that. The rest of it, uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to get nitpicky and say that Hosechu coming on changed it from a single pivot to a double pivot, I don't think the intention was for Sosa to be by himself. I think Moreno is just an attack-minded player who kept going to try to find the attack, which I understand. Um, the game kind of led him there as well. Hosechu's going to sit back a little bit more. So if you want to call that a formation change, I guess you could. It doesn't really matter. The fact that this team can go from three center backs to two so easily, so fluidly, the rest of it, you've got players who are soccer players. That, that's the thing is they're not rigid players formationally they're not rigid players positionally barco can play anywhere across the front he can play on either flank he can play deeper because he can defend araujo had to do this stuff at leal where he had to drop deeper and defend he does that here moreno can play as an eight as a 10 as a winger whatever doesn't matter we talked about joseph dropping in we've talked about bello and Lennon and how much they can push high and Lennon was playing as a right winger at, at the end of this game there you have soccer players and you have very smart soccer players and you have a manager in Gonzalo Pineda who leans on that and will move the chess pieces around in a match to create what he wants on the field and one more from Dan Graham it's an interesting point but a valid one he says what makes this win impressive is that Miami has the second best road record in the east he's right they were four four and three coming into tonight on the road yeah uh, I mean Miami played really well and, and I, I totally agree with Pineda after the match. I mean, Miami had a game plan to come in. We knew they were desperate. They were in a more desperate situation than Atlanta because they were further back. But how would that desperation play out? My gut was that they would sit back more and look for their chances on the counter. It's kind of how it played out in the first half. And they were dangerous at times. They didn't get a shot on goal. They didn't test Brad in those moments. But they were dangerous at times. Whenever Gonzalo Higuain is on the field, there's an opportunity for his team to score. He's just that good. He's taken a lot of stick this year that I think has been unfair. There's been isolated videos that uh, honestly are very unfairly treating him. Uh, a play where, oh, he didn't run back and defend. He had just made a long run before that. Gonzalo Higuain's here to score goals, and he's got double-digit goals this season. He, he has held up his end of the bargain for Miami. We saw it tonight. He was all over the field trying to make things happen. Miami had their game plan. They executed it pretty well. But ultimately, Atlanta was the better team on the night, and they got the goal to show that. Yeah, and now Miami is in some trouble. Uh, this was a team that looked like they were going to be in the playoffs two weeks ago, and now they are 10th in the East. And on the live table, they're six points below the line. They do have 
a game in hand on pretty much everyone, though, in the conference. So They've got to uh, beat somebody ahead of them, though, yeah. and that's been the hardest thing. They, they started winning the games that they should, but they've got to upset somebody, and I just don't know if they're quite good enough to do it. We'll wrap everything up after this. Atlanta United 1-0 winners tonight over Inter-Miami. You're on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. My dogs on dogs, yours ain't. My dogs do whatever, yours on speed them. That's going to make you get up out your seat. We don't play, we take it to the house. Am I A? Take it to the house. This the way we take it to the house. Take it to the house, take it to the house. 305, take it to the house. Trick Daddy in many ways. With a very appropriate capper to the full-time report here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Atlanta United 1-0 winners. Over Inter-Miami tonight, again, Joseph Martinez scoring from the penalty spot deep into the second half for his 100th Atlanta United goal across all competitions. Fastest MLS player to get to 100 from 0 to 100 with one team. Okay, now Atlanta United has to play this weekend. They're going to play Saturday. They've got a long road trip up to Montreal. We're going to be there 6.30 Saturday night from Stad Saputo here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is where it really all turned around for Atlanta United on August the 4th. Remember, they were down 2-0 to Montreal. They came back. Uh, Joseph had a, a huge goal right off a kickoff. Then he was sent off. Atlanta United got a 2-2 draw. From that point, including tonight, Atlanta United 8-2-1. and they were in, and it's funny, there's a Braves parallel to this. On August 1st, Atlanta United was in 10th place, 2-6-8. and eight. Now, uh, they're one point out of third going into Montreal, who got drilled tonight by New England, 4-1. They played first choice. No one for either team will be suspended. What are your thoughts on this match? It's a game that Atlanta United can go on the road and win. And I think that last match has to give them confidence where, you know, you gave up a really bad second goal, and the, you had the immediate response. And that's what Atlanta needed at times earlier in the season. That's what they have now. And I think it is a little bit of that catapult that Atlanta United needed to get to where they are now. This is a, a, a solid team in Montreal. I, I think they're maybe an unspectacular team. Romel Kyoto with his pace up top can be a problem at times. They have some good players, but they're very solid. Atlanta will have to work for this one. But it is three points on the road that are available to Atlanta. And as we've talked about with this table that will drive you crazy every time you look at it, every point is going to be critical. When you have a chance to go on the road and get three, Got to find them. Okay, so 6.30 Saturday night for Montreal. Jason and I will be at Stad Saputo for the pre-match show. 7 o'clock will be the kickoff. Atlanta United and Montreal. That'll do it for tonight. Dylan Matthews, our producer. Miller Pope, our engineer. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. 1-0 Atlanta United over Inter-Miami tonight here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.